Welcome to the Nashville Vineyard Podcast. For more information, please check us out at www.nashvillevineyard.org. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you have a great day. Happy Sunday. We're glad that you're joining us again on our Sunday Live uh, broadcast. We know so many people are watching from all over the world, which is amazing, and we welcome you back here again uh, with us. We're continuing in the book of John. We're in John chapter 13. We'll get there in just a moment. And uh, and so we're we're continuing our way through learning what it means to be people that are formed into the image of Christ, the Messiah, Jesus, what it means to follow Jesus, and what it means to look like Jesus and represent Jesus uh, to the rest of the world. That's what we're doing. And, uh, and so we're learning about uh, who he was and, and how he moves and how he works so that we can do those things uh, as well. So we're here in John chapter 13, verse 1. Before we get started, I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity to open your word, open your scriptures, to peer into who you are. As the scriptures tell us that before in the Old Testament, In the prophets, we had a a picture of you, but now through Jesus, we can see you clearly. Father, we thank you. We ask that you send us your Holy Spirit to fill us to the full, to overflowing, to fill us again, to give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and hearts to receive what it is you have for us today. And it's in the name of your son, Jesus, we pray these things. Amen. Well, we're going to pick up uh, with this story. Uh, John is moving us further and further into the story of Jesus. He's moving us towards the cross. Jesus is, is moving towards the cross. And, uh, and we're, we're at this scene, and this is an incredible scene uh, in John 13, where, where they're gathered, they're getting ready uh, for uh, the Last Supper. And Jesus is, is understanding that uh, what is getting ready to happen is going to change everything. And so he, he is, he's moving very intentionally, as he always does. But here in the story, he, he's saying things, and John is saying things. Again, with everything, there's so much here uh, in the next few verses that we can we can spend so much time uh, talking about. But but what we want to focus here is is where I believe the Lord uh, is is leading us and, and saying to us uh, today. So we'll pick up in John uh, chapter thirteen, verse one. It says, "Now this." It says, "Now before the feast of Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own." Who were in the world. He loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil had already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. And Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper. 
And he laid aside his garments and he took a towel and girded himself. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Then he came to Simon Peter and, and Peter and said to him, Lord, uh, are you washing my feet? And Jesus said and answered him, what I am doing, you do not understand now, but you will know after this. And Peter said to him, you will never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no part with me. And Simon said to him, Lord, not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, he who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him. And therefore he said, you are not all clean. Verse 12, so when he had washed their feet and taken his garments and sat down again, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, well, for I, I am so. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. This is an incredibly powerful thing that we're giving witness to here. We have to understand that, that this is Jesus. This is, this is the one who spoke the world into existence, made flesh dwelt among us, healed the sick, raised the dead. Uh, he's getting ready to pay the ultimate price to bring us back into perfect relationship uh, to the Father. He's internal. He always was and always will be. This Jesus is bending down and he's washing the feet of these people, these people who will betray him, these people who don't understand everything that's going on. They have a very dim view uh, of what's happening. These people that, that don't really even really understand what Jesus is saying half the time. These people, Jesus is bending down and he's participating in an act of service that is reserved for lower class people, people that are in, uh, you know, a servant type position. This is, this is not something that a rabbi, that a teacher, that a Lord, that someone in the authority and, and social position that Jesus was currently walking. That's not something that they do. And why is he doing this? Jesus is bending down and he's washing their feet. And you can say a lot about this. You know, obviously it was an agricultural society. Uh, there were animals everywhere in the streets. Feet were very dirty. They were wearing sandals. They were stepping in all kinds of things that are smelly and gross. And Jesus, Jesus, the one whose name is above all names, whose blood cleanse the sick, heal the broken, that Jesus is washing and, and touching the filth and removing it from their feet. 
sometimes I think we can hear a story like this and, and we can just sort of move on. But I would like for us to just sit here for a moment and understand just the audacity of what it is we're witnessing. What kind of a God is this? What kind of a God would do something like this? All the other gods in, in, in mythology and in other religions, these are gods that we ascend to. These are gods somewhere up there that, that we have to somehow pull ourselves up to by doing all of the things that we're supposed to do. And maybe we'll, we'll enter into their benevolent judgment uh, somehow if we do all the things. But our God, the God, the one true God comes to us and he stoops down so low and he washes our feet. He washes our feet. You may not feel like you're that broken, like you're that dirty, but I assure you, you probably are. I am too. I don't know if you've ever participated in a, a good old fashioned foot washing. I grew up uh, in, a, in a Pentecostal background in which this was something that was done uh, occasionally in church. Uh, and and the men would break off and the women would break off and and you would take off your your shoes. You're usually at this point you were in church clothes and you would you would have shoes and and socks and you'd be standing. It would be at the end of the service for some reason, so your feet were especially smelly and sweaty and gross. And you would have your feet washed by someone, and it was an incredibly holy experience. It's a humbly experience. This is what Jesus does for us. This is, this is how he leads us, is through serving. I mean, look, look, look what he says here in, in verse chapter, uh, in chapter 13, verse 12. In the, in the end, he says, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord and you, and you say, well, for so am I. If then I, the Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent them. I want to talk to believers in Jesus right now. I want to talk to the church, my church, other churches that are listening, whatever. If you've followed Jesus, if you bowed your knee to Jesus, I want you to understand what Jesus is saying right now. He modeled for us how we are to live. And the way that we're to live is by washing the feet of those that are around us. By washing the feet of the people that will betray us. By washing the feet of the people that will deny us. People that are against us. They're not our friends necessarily. What, what is Peter getting ready to do? Peter who's boasting like, you, you, you can't wash me. And Jesus is telling him, listen, I, I've got to do this. 
This is the Peter that goes on to deny him in his most intimate time of need as Jesus is getting beaten and whipped. This Peter who is getting ready to deny him that Jesus knows full well that he will deny him. He tells him later that you're going to deny me. This man was able to have his feet washed by Jesus, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And then he tells us, I want you to see this, guys. I want you to see that I am washing your feet. And he and he talks about it, right? This is John. He, he's, he's, he says it here. He says in verse 3, he says, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands. So Jesus is not unaware of who he is. He knows that the Father has given him everything into his hands. And that he had come from God and was going to God. So this is someone who had a very eternal perspective on, on what he was doing and who he was. Knowing full well he bends down and washes Peter's feet. The one that would deny him as he was getting beaten for his very sins. And then he tells us, he tells me and he tells you to go and do Likewise, to go and do likewise. Followers of Jesus are known for lots of things right now. Some of them are good. Some of them are not so good. I don't think the thing that we're known for is that we're the people that wash the feet of our enemies. We're the people that wash the feet of those that don't agree with us. People don't recognize us as such. But here is Jesus, and he's telling us that we are to wash people's feet. We're to get down beneath them, to serve them, and to lift them up. And this is how we're to interact with each other and with the rest of the world. You know, as a pastor, I hear a lot of things from a lot of people. I hear about fights, and I hear about people who are gossiping. I, I hear about people who are angry uh, with one another. I hear about people that are estranged from relationships because of disagreements. I hear about people that are trying to make it to the top in order to do something good. I, I hear about a lot of things, but it's very rare that I hear about us washing people's feet, of serving people in such a way that completely disarms and that completely flips the paradigm. You understand, the kingdom of God, and we talk about this a lot, but I want you to get it, the kingdom of God is very different from the kingdom of the earth. How does it work in the kingdom of the earth? Well, in the kingdom of the earth, the way that you lead, the way that you succeed is to be the best. It's to get ahead. It's it's to to be the best even morally. It's to be the best financially, uh, athletically, whatever it is, is to be the best and to let everyone else know that you are the best. In fact, it's good business. If, if you're an athlete, if, 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 if you're a, a musician, to posture and, and to talk as though you're the best is good for business. And people do this all the time. Even people that really aren't that good at anything, like, like people on the internet. Everyone talks themselves up 
everyone believes that they know what is right and they know what is wrong. Everyone believes that they have the right opinion on everything. Everyone believes that they have the right ideas on everything. Everyone believes that they are uh, uniquely positioned in this world uh, to do something that will be the best. Now, most people, too, also understand that they're not the best. And this is where we, we enter into to depression and anxiety and fear because we have these two competing ideas that are interacting inside of us. But the kingdom of God is very, very different. The kingdom of God says that if you want to be first, you'll be last, right? If you want to be the best, you will be the least. The apostle Paul talks about this. He says, you know, everyone thinks apostles are a whole big deal, but you don't understand apostles are the least of which. Uh, we're the ones that go through the worst part so that you can build on top of us. What an interesting paradigm shift for believers. What would happen if we took Jesus seriously? I mean, really took him seriously. He's, he's telling us right now that this is how we're to interact with people. We're to serve them and to serve them well. I imagine that when he was washing their feet, that he, he, wasn't, uh, <laughs> he wasn't doing it haphazardly. He wasn't doing it just as a ritual, just to do something, just to check off a box. I mean, imagine what it would feel like to sit there and the hands that were getting ready to have the nails driven through. The hands that would reach out and, and touch a, a leper and, and, and from the hands, healing and cleansing would happen. Those hands are, are scrubbing off, caked on manure from the bottom of your filthy feet. Can you imagine what that would be like? And yet he does this to each of us. He wants to serve and to wash away all of our sin, right? And then what does it mean if we then turn around and go and instead of serving people demand to be served? Now, we think about service in a context of like demanding to be served as you know some sort of uh, arrogant, wealthy person demanding to be served by a butler or something like that. But it works also with your ideas. It works with your ideologies. Uh, it works with what you believe. A lot of people right now want other people to believe just what they believe. And if you don't, guess what? You're vilified. You're demonized, you're cast out, you're canceled. This is not the way of the kingdom. And again, right now I'm talking to the church, not the world. The way of the kingdom is to move towards those people that, that aren't serving our beliefs, that aren't serving what we want and to in turn serve them. This is how Jesus' people move and function. It's driven out of compassion. It's driven out of love. We are called to wash the feet of our neighborhood, of our families, of our cities, 
of our countries, of our enemies. We're, we're called to bend down and to position ourselves beneath them, to make ourselves then ultimately vulnerable to them in order to serve them. Why? Because Jesus does the same thing to us. And he says, what kind of student thinks that he's better than the master? And it's a question I believe that we need to to think about. Are we as followers of Jesus better than Jesus? Am I? We, we, We say no, but do we act as such? Do, do, we, do we actually find ourselves in this servant position, kneeling down and serving people that, that, that are, are, their beliefs are offensive to us, their actions are offensive to us, their, their political ideologies are offensive to us, who they voted for is offensive to us, who, who they choose uh, to, to be with is offensive to us? Is our posture to them militant or is our posture to them washing their feet. Jesus shows one way that this is to be done, and it is to wash their feet. Jesus came to serve. It's crazy. I mean, this is what makes Christianity such an incredible thing, and and what sets it apart from from all the other world religions and, and philosophies. I mean, Jesus came to serve. And then he beckons us to come and do likewise. And what could happen if we, you and me, decided to serve? Decided to serve instead of posture. To serve instead of be right. To wash the feet of those that offend us. Instead of trying to put them in their place. I think what could happen is that we would begin to see the kingdom of God come and manifest all around us because that is the way the kingdom comes. There's all of these ideologies that are floating around uh, the greater church, Western church, that, that says, you know, in order to change culture, in order to affect change within culture, and I think everyone would agree that, yeah, culture needs to be affected by, by Jesus. But in order to do that, what we have to do is we have to ascend to the top. We have to, we have to reach the top and we have to be the best in every sort of field, in every sort of way. And, and through that, then we'll hold the, the top positions of leadership and, and then we'll be able to see the kingdom of God come. And we have been running that experiment for a very long time time. And I will tell you, it has not worked. It hasn't worked. Why? Because it's not the way of Jesus. Jesus served. He he washed the feet of those who denied him. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. How? by allowing himself to succumb to it. It doesn't make sense. It's the way of the kingdom of God. And so instead of trying to ascend to the tops of the mountains, maybe we're supposed to be washing the feet of those who are 
on those mountains. Maybe, maybe instead of saying we need Christians in, in high places and government and all of these things, and then we'll be able to establish a kingdom here on earth. I mean, that doesn't really even make sense when you, when you read the scripture. Instead of doing that, maybe we're called to serve those that are in positions of authority. Pray for those that are in positions of authority. Maybe instead of at your job, instead of trying to reach the top, maybe you should serve the top. Doesn't mean you shouldn't have ambition. I love ambition. Rarely do I meet anyone without uh, ambition that that's going anywhere. I, I'm, I'm for it. Okay, hear that. I'm ambitious. But what it means is in, instead of believing that you should be there, maybe it means that we should become very acquainted and familiar with being down here, with serving. If you have a boss in your in your office, in your workplace, a manager, what would it look like if you decided to serve them? If you decided to wash their feet? Not for anything, not, not as some sort of manipulation. And by the way, not literally, that'd be kind of weird if you wanted to work. <laughs> tomorrow and said, Hey boss, I'm gonna let me wash your feet. But you understand what I'm saying? Metaphorically, uh, maybe, maybe wash their feet. I don't know. That could be weird. But what would happen if, if we went into the places that we live, right? If we went into our jobs, if we went into our classrooms, if we went into uh, our friend groups, our, our home churches, if we went into our, our families with our spouses, and we took on that position that my job here is to be like Jesus. And Jesus, what would Jesus do? Remember that bracelet? Jesus would wash their feet. He wouldn't put them in their place. And so often, we try to put people in their place. And it doesn't work. It makes us feel bad. And it makes them feel bad. It's counter to the goals that we were trying to reach. But here we see Jesus washing the people's feet. I believe that Jesus is calling us as a church to begin to wash the feet of our cities. Wash the feet of our neighbors, of our friends, of our spouses. To serve them and to serve them well. Not try to get anything out of them. Not try to manipulate them into doing anything. Not trying to change the way that they, they think necessarily through our service. But to serve them because Jesus did it for us. And he tells us to go and do likewise. And we are to do what Jesus says. And we're to, to be like Jesus. And Jesus washes people's feet. This is a simple message, but it's so difficult. It's so profound. And I'll tell you, here's, here's the catch. You can't do this without the Holy Spirit because our, our natural heart and desire is not turned towards serving, especially not turned towards serving people we don't like or don't agree with. Sometimes we'll serve people in order to get somewhere or go somewhere. 
to get a position, to get notoriety. But that's not this kind of service. Jesus already had all of that, remember? He had all things in his hands. He didn't need anything from these people. He wasn't trying to get anything from them. He was serving them and modeling what it looks like to follow him. And I have been privy because of being a pastor to a lot of people in relational breakdowns. And I just have seen the outcome of both ways of demanding to be right, uh, of, of, of wanting to, to win. And that typically doesn't work and the relationship breaks down. But I have been able to witness the rare opportunities and the rare occasions where I see people that choose to serve. They choose to serve. And what happens is that relationship begins to change. The people that they're serving begin to be blessed in such a way that you, you can't even imagine what happens. And the kingdom of God begins to come and things change. It flips the paradigm on top of its head. And, and the world has no grid for any of this stuff. And so when it happens, it's like this glitch in the matrix. And what you begin to see is you begin to see shalom come in that place. The kingdom of God resting in that place. Where the picture is, is that we are in mutual submission to one another, loving and serving one another. And through that, we get to experience heaven coming here on earth. This is the great invitation that has been neglected in these days. And I'm begging you to please join me in serving your city. Not by putting on matching t-shirts and having a serve day. Those are probably great. But I mean really doing it. Like every day. Like you understand that Jesus had all his rights. He deserved everything. Rightfully so. And he was right. And he was true. And he was king. And what did he do? He gave up those rights. And bent down. And washed the feet. And I see so many people. Clinging to their rights. Instead of the feet of those that are against them. May we be like Jesus and understand that we have a higher calling. We have, we have a higher call, a better leader. We don't take our cues from culture. We don't take our cues from politics. We take our cues and our directives from this scripture that's outlining what the King of Kings calls us to do. And our job is to bend down and wash the feet of all of those that we come in contact to. And I believe if we take this seriously, we will begin to see the kingdom of God come on the earth in a way like we've never seen before. I'm, I'm sure of it. So that's it. Let's just wash the feet of our city, of our country, of our neighbors, of our spouses, of our family members, of our kids, of our parents. 
so that we can be like Jesus and we can begin to see the kingdom of God come on earth, right there, right in that office, just as it is in heaven. Let's pray. Jesus, we see this example. And it's easy to gloss over. Would you make it real to us, Holy Spirit? Could we see you as the suffering servant, stooping down to wash our feet? May we be overwhelmed by that, completely humbled by that. Who are we that you are mindful of us? And Holy Spirit, would you help us? Would you help us to do this with those people that are in our lives? We can't be like Jesus without you, Holy Spirit. It takes a miracle. And would you change our hearts? Would you give us a heart to serve? A heart to serve even those that are hard to serve so that we can be like you, Jesus. And Father, we ask that you help us to do this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, I want to start seeing the believers of God out there in the world, on the streets, on the internet, on social media, wherever, looking like Jesus, washing the feet of those they disagree with, instead of trying to be right all the time. Knowing full well we have our rights. I think that's what we're called to do in this day and this time. I hope you'll join me in this endeavor. I, I hope you'll join us in our, in our home churches as we start to try and work this out with one another. And I hope we'll see you right back here next week. Bless you. For all upcoming events and more information about the Nashville Vineyard Church, please check us out at www.nashvillevineyard.org. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you have a great day.